0: podcast on mental health. What an exciting topic in 2020 um, and looking into forward into 2021. My name is Tina Ginn. If you are new here, welcome to our channel and our podcast. I am an emergency preparedness coach, a best-selling author, a financial expert, and an app developer of Your Backup Plan app and I'm located here in Vancouver, BC. As you can see, we still have snow outside from yesterday. Uh, We post step-by-step tutorials, um, sometimes current events in the news, tips and tricks from our weekly interviews um, and whatever else I feel like posting. I interview real life people with their real life stories each and every week on our podcast and our YouTube channel. We, uh, If you haven't liked, shared and subscribed and followed our channel, please do. Um, We love you to come and um, get included into your backup plan tribe. Your backup plan app puts your life in one place in preparation of any unpredictable circumstance while taking the painful aftermath out of any tragedy. And I am super, super, Stoked today to have a special exceptional uh, interview on our podcast this week is Theron Fleury, a Canadian former professional ice hockey player. I have to read this because it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> he played for Calgary Flames, Colorado Avalanche, New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks, and the NHL. He also did some time over in Tampere, of Finland. Belfast Giants of UK's Elite Ice Hockey League, played on Team Canada, and he's a huge advocate for mental health, um, uh, a motivational speaker, and inspirational speaker now on leadership, teamwork, and resilience. If that isn't a mouthful, I don't know what is. And so welcome, welcome. So yes, thank
1: you very much. Appreciate have- that.
0: You have a huge story that I want to get out there to each and everyone, especially now with our issues that we have with mental health.
1: Yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's definitely a top of mind topic. That's for sure. You know, I uh, I've been extremely busy uh, over the last 11 months, helping people, you know, with different problems and different issues, people reaching out to me and uh, you know, it's such a blessing to, you know, sort of be, in this space and uh you know having had my own struggles in my own journey of trauma mental health and addiction issues that uh um you know it's great that people look to me as being sort of a safe person or safe space where they can um you know come and talk about whatever they need to talk about because I really believe in the process of healing you know that's that's the first step is finding your voice and putting a voice to your pain and suffering because, you know, you need to release, release it. And, uh, you know, and, uh, being a, you know, a listener in this space, um, you know, I, I think is really important because, uh, you know, when people come to me, there's never any judgment. Uh, you can't tell me anything that I haven't already heard or experienced, you know, on my own. And, uh, you know, uh, we always say, I'm going to love you until you can love yourself, you know, and that's, I think, the probably the biggest battle with people who experience, you know, whatever type of trauma it is in their life, physical, emotional, spiritual trauma, is, you know, you, you tend to look through a different lens at yourself, you know, you tend to look at yourself in the mirror differently, and uh, I would say the majority of people that I work with, you know, have a couple of these traits, which is I'm not good enough and I'm not lovable. And, and so what I've learned about my own journey, my own experience was, um, you know, after, uh, my sexual abuse ended, uh, with my coach, you know, I took over the abuse and I abused myself and, you know, what? the way. What
0: else? Well, uh, I,
1: was, I was 14 to almost 17 while that happened. I was raped 150 times by uh, a coach and, and confidant. And, uh, you know, it really set me on a different path, uh, you know, dealing with uh, the emotional pain and scars that were left behind from that experience. And so uh, I used, uh, you know, addictions as a way of coping uh, and numbing out from the Uh, emotional pain that I, I was experiencing. And, you know, that led to all kinds of mental health problems and issues and, and, uh, you know, uh, the alcohol and the drugs and the food and the sex and the gambling and all these things, uh, uh, were great medicine to, you know, numb out from, uh, you know, those negative feelings, which, which, which is what I was feeling, you know, for the majority of my life. And, and, uh, And by sharing my story, um, you know, I really found the true purpose for my life. And, you know, and then, you know, all of those uh, negative experiences and all that adversity that I faced as a young person, you know, it all made sense, you Mm -hmm. know, that uh, I now look at it as, you know, those were truly gifts in my life. They certainly didn't feel like that when they were... (laughs) when I was going through it, but, uh, you know, to have come out on the other side and, and now be looked at as, like I said, you know, the person that listens, the person that has no judgment and, and, uh, you know, I'm just here to help you or guide you, uh, through the process of your own healing journey. But, uh, what happens on the other side is, you know, I get, I get as much healing, uh, from those people that I work with, then I'm actually teaching them. So it's uh, it's kind of a, a neat process.
0: Well, it's a win-win because you're getting something each time from other people and you're giving as well. So that's yep. really cool process.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been amazing and uh, you know I would have never thought uh, you know after having a you know pretty amazing uh, professional, sports career that you know I could move into a totally different space and uh and be just as effective you know off the ice as I was on the
0: ice. For sure. And you know a lot of celebrities, um, this isn't just around celebrities, but we see it quite often in higher level competing people that that want to achieve either in music or business or mm-hmm um comedy um hockey you know whatever it might be yep. probably even baseball and and everything else
1: yeah for sure um, well it's it's um you know this is a societal issue and you know whatever uh uniform that you wear on a daily basis, you know uh, I would say everybody has challenges everybody faces challenges everybody has, trauma in their story and you know um you can either um accept the trauma or you know you can move beyond uh the the traumatic experience and when you move through that experience it's only going to make you a better stronger wiser um you know, amazing person. And I really think that's why the universe gives us these challenges is because first of all, they know that we can handle it. And then secondly, when we move through it, then we become this beacon of hope for other people that they too can uh, achieve um, success despite the fact that, you know, we've had this horrible um experience
0: yeah these struggles that seem to continue for you because just one one just rebounded off the other
1: yeah it was just you know a accumulation of you know different things and uh um
0: your dad was a major hockey player as well I i guess that had a big influence on your on your ice time and Yeah,
1: for sure. You know, my, my, my dad was an incredible athlete, you know, and uh, didn't matter what he did, whether it was playing hockey or baseball or pitching horseshoes or, you know, whatever it was, you know, he was, he was just a really, you know, he's 80 years old and he still plays golf and he still hits the ball amazing and still plays a good game of golf. And so, you know, he he's, he's been really, you know, an inspiration. He's a, he's an entertainer and uh you know he still uh sings uh all around uh calgary here because he lives out in in high river alberta and in, in a in a in a in a home and uh he entertains uh for the people that he lives with you know two three times a week he gets his guitar out and uh-huh. sings sing songs and all that too so he you know he's amazingly talented guy uh he's been sober now for 35 years and uh you know he he goes i think twice a week to his uh 12 step meetings and uh he's involved in the church and you know he's just he's just a really cool guy and uh you know he uh, he tells a good story and uh you know i i enjoy uh you know having the opportunity to have him close, uh, to me and, uh, and we do get to spend a lot of, uh, quality time, not only with him, but, you know, my sons, uh, my two boys are, are big golfers as well. And so, you know, we, we spend three or four times a week on the golf course together. And, uh, you know, that's, that's quality time that, uh, you know, you just can't, uh, you know, you just can't describe.
0: Those are excellent memories. That's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. True,
0: true bonding other than fishing.
1: Yes, absolutely, for sure.
0: <laughs> or a game of good football, which an 80 year old to do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We were always we were always involved in sports. You know, our whole entire life was built around sports. And uh, you know, I always say everything I have been giving been given uh, has come from you know hockey or or uh, sports. And uh, you know, like I said, it it instilled some some great. Uh, morals and values uh, you know in me that I carry you know near and dear to my heart you know still to this day. Um,
0: Did you spend most of your time in Saskatchewan
1: then? Uh, So I was born in Saskatchewan and because my dad was a you know sort of a hired gun uh, hockey wise we moved around a little bit when I was a kid uh, so I was in Saskatchewan for maybe six months and then we moved out to British Columbia to uh, Williams Lake, BC, where my dad was playing senior hockey there. And then uh, shortly after that, we moved back to the prairies. We settled in Manitoba in a little town called Russell, Manitoba, which I spent, uh, uh, I was there from age 6 to 15 when I left home to pursue my uh, um, dream of uh, being a professional hockey player. And so, um, and then, uh, I moved to Winnipeg when I was 15 and uh, the year I was in Winnipeg, uh, our team got sold to Moose Jaw in Saskatchewan. So then I moved to Saskatchewan and I played four years uh, with the Moose Jaw Warriors, which was an incredible uh, experience in and a really great hockey town. And, you know, the fans were amazing. And, uh, you know, I still have lots of really great friends, uh, you know, who, who still live there and, uh, and whatnot. And then, you know, came to Calgary in 1989 and was here until 98 when I got traded to the Colorado Avalanche and then I went to New York for 3 years and then finished uh, in Chicago. So and now I've been back in Calgary now I think for geez, got to be 15 years now. So all my kids live here. I have four kids, two girls, two boys and uh, oh, nice. you know, we all we all live in Calgary so
0: I think um, going to a Blackhawks game in Chicago was the most amazing experience.
1: Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's electric. Yeah, especially especially the, the anthem is just something I think everybody should experience once in their lifetime.
0: And I don't know if it's the people that do that generate it or if it's the lights and music and every. I don't know. They just know how to do it right.
1: Yeah, I think it's the people. Yeah. yeah. It truly is. Yeah. See all those
0: Blackhawks, Blackhawk
1: jerseys in the, you know, I always say it's, it's absolutely one of the more, my most favorite jerseys that I ever put on was, uh, you know, the, the Blackhawk was just, it was awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. That was probably a feeling of your success of, of growing with each team. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: What do you think the team was that was your most incredible Growth experience, which
1: oh, I would say Calgary for sure. You know, um, you know, I I came to Calgary when I was 20 years old, and uh, um,
0: it's like your prime,
1: (laughs) yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I came to a very successful team already, and uh, You know, I don't think I could have been mentored by a better group of uh, people, you know, from Lanny McDonald and Jim Poplinski and Tim Hunter and Joe Neuendijk and, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. And, uh, you know, we ended up winning a Stanley Cup with that team and, uh, you
0: know. um, Which is an incredible experience in itself. Yeah
1: you know, I think as a kid, you know, you dream of playing in the NHL and then once you get to the NHL, then you dream about, you know, winning a Stanley cup. And, you know, I did those both in the first year that I was in the NHL. And so, um, I probably didn't appreciate it, uh, at the time because I was at the beginning of my career, but certainly, uh, Now, you know, I realize the significance and the importance of uh, what it was like to be a part of that, uh, that group of people, you know, from, from the ownership group to the management group to the players to the trainers, you know, everybody around the team, it was just a, you know, incredible special group of people that got together, that had one goal and, uh, you know, we, we, we managed to achieve the goal and now, you know, that, that uh, legacy you know lives uh, you know for the rest of your life yeah it's
0: yeah. like that, that special record that you made that's at the top of the charts
1: absolutely you know I'm a musician too you know I'm a singer and a songwriter as well and so you know I, I really love the process of uh, you know taking a thought an idea or a word and turning it into something uh, amazing so and it's very cathartic too you know it's uh, uh, been a huge part of my healing process is to be able to, you know, uh, sing, write, and uh, produce music.
0: I think that's where we lack now. Um, being from myself, from Ontario, the back kind of where you know music was, sit around with your grandparents and your relatives, and yeah you're playing the violin and there's the piano and there's a guitar and there's spoons.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know and old buckets used as drums, you know? Yeah. I I grew up, I grew up around that, you know, my, my family's uh, incredibly musical. You know, my grandpa was the Manitoba fiddling champion and uh, my dad was a guitar player. Uncle was a guitar player. Uh, You know, I had a, uh, one of my first cousins finished eighth in Canadian Idol one year as a singer. And so, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, and I'm Métis too. So, you know, if you know anything about Métis people, like we're incredibly musical. And, uh, and so the family gatherings were, you know, were a lot of fun. Well,
0: it's probably because you have that feeling inside, you know, you have that sensitivity of that that feeling and that's probably why it affected you so much is that sensitivity um i mean you can't take that away from whether you're a male or female
1: right yeah for sure yeah it's uh you know it's dna and it's genetics right yeah um
0: what um special people were do you think if you were to name a few i'm sure you had many special people in your life that really changed Helped you because I, I know I don't know a lot personally about Justin Bieber, but let's say as an example, yeah. mm-hmm. we all know that he's struggled. struggled yeah, and, um, he seems on the way to repair now. And, yeah, and I'm sure it's it's a roller coaster.
1: For sure, yep
0: for And sure. with in the fame uh, light, it's probably even harder. Than yeah,
1: for sure. Yep, because people expect you to act a certain way, you know, but, you know, I always say I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. And uh, um, uh, even though I was ultra talented and super, uh, you know, motivated, uh, you know, I still had lots of struggles, you know, and uh, but I, I think that's part of life, you know, and I think that, um you know, the universe, uh, has a plan for us. And, uh, you know, I think that everything happened in my life happened for a reason. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the times that I was probably in my worst space were, were times when, you know, the universe was trying to teach me something. And,
0: uh, and I until like- I- what's <laughs> that? I don't like those lessons.
1: Yeah. But you know, I, I think, I think it's all, it, it's part of, you know uh, being in this body, you know, and, and living on this planet is that um, you know, you're going to face struggles, you're going to face adversity. And, and if you you can somehow find a way to take something negative and turn it into something positive um, you know, I, I think that's, that's the lesson is in the inspiration and the hope that which, you know, you provide to other people. And, uh, but yeah, there was lots of amazing people in my life that, uh, you know, helped me along the way yeah. and, and, you know, they showed up always just at the right time, you know, when I, when I needed it. And so that's why I always believe, you know, that, the, that the universe has always had a bigger plan, you know, for my life because, you know, I don't think anything happens by coincidence. I think it happens for a reason. And, you know, there's certain people that come into your life because they need to teach you something. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, from a very young age, you know, I, I grew up in a small town, um, with, uh, some incredible people, um, that, uh, you know, always made sure that I was, uh, you know, sort of towing the line and, you know, um, it was about respect it was about respect you know uh, unfortunately we live in a world today where i think we've lost respect for one another you know these stupid cell phones have sort of taught us that uh, you know we can we can be anonymous and you know these kind of things but uh, yeah and then you know certain coaches along the way um certain teammates along the way um but now that, uh, you know, that I don't play hockey anymore, you know, I, I meet a lot of people in the field of, you know, experts in the field of trauma and mental health and addiction and neuroscientists and all these amazing, brilliant, smart people. And, uh, you know, I, I've always been kind of a curious guy, I like to learn and, and uh, you know, these people have really taught me a lot of stuff that make me a better facilitator, make me a better coach make me a better person you know all these things because uh um, you when learn you learn when you yeah when you learn you 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 understand things more and you uh, you figure out why you do the things that you that you do and most times it's because you're in pain yes. some kind of pain some kind of pain
0: and we can usually hide that pain really well
1: oh yeah we we wear lipstick very well all of us wear lipstick really well you know and and uh you know, the process is getting the outsides to match the insides, because a lot of times the insides don't match the outsides. And, and so we present ourselves, you know, as together and everything's okay. But uh, um, but yeah, like I said, everybody goes through struggle. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing it a lot more now that, uh, you know, we've sort of been isolated for the last 11 months, uh, that uh, people are starting to um, you know, unravel right. with, you know, uh, you know, you, you can't be around your tribe. You can't be around your community. You can't spend time with the people that you, you know, you usually spend time with cause you know, you're, you're afraid and, and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, it's been challenging for sure. But, but I think we're going to come out of this more resilient. We're going to come out of this uh, more organized. Uh, I think we, probably understand what our true priorities are moving forward you know uh, because we you know before this happened you know we lived in sort of a real materialistic world where you know we're trying to acquire things instead of uh, trying to acquire you know relationships which I believe is you know the most important thing and the reason why we're all sort of on the planet and so you know I think now yeah 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 it's you know we're we're, we're instant gratification junkies, you know? So, yeah. but I think, but I think, you know, this has really taught us to slow down, take a look, prioritize what's important, what, what matters, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think there, you know, that good always comes out of struggle and knowledge. You know, I think we're going to be way smarter and, and uh, you know,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I think, I mean, I'm, I haven't been in the professional sports, but I've been involved in sports most of my life. Um, and I think that by taking all these sports away from the kids and adults right now, it's probably the hardest hardest thing. Because everybody needs that team. They need the, the competition. They, they need all of that yeah. sort of stuff that you get with it.
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's soul food, right? that, that, that kind of stuff fills your, fills your soul, you know, and it uh, you know, it gives you somewhere to belong. Uh, uh-huh. it gives you a place to be held accountable. It gives you a place to learn, um, you know, all these things. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we've had a lesson in, and, uh, but I, you know, I, I think it's really given us an opportunity to look at ourselves, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of us, you know, I know from, from my own experience, you know, I didn't want to look at myself for a long time, you know, because of all the shame and the guilt and, you know, all those things that I, that I, I yeah, that I, that I hid. Right. And, um, you know, when I told my story, you know, obviously that all changed, you know, immediately. And, uh, you know, I ran into a a group of people who, you know, had the same experience as I did. And we're all looking for healing. We're all looking for, you know, a different way of, of, uh, doing life, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, like I said, it's been, well, I know for a fact, it's been the most rewarding thing that I've done. And, uh, I would, uh, I would trade all of my trophies and all of my accomplishments, uh, you know, to save somebody's life, you know? And I think, uh, that's the real reason I was put on this earth and and you know another thing I always tell people is you know if you uh, if you have trauma in your life you know you're you're one of the healers on the planet
0: yeah. you
1: know you know you truly are and you know you need to embrace it and 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 realize you know there's a reason why you know, you went through what you went through, because there's somebody else down the road that when you tell them your story, they're going to connect to your story, and they're going to be inspired. And uh, it's going to inspire them to, you know, join you, you know, on this journey. And I say I'm I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, the world of collecting people, you know, that's what I do is I collect people.
0: Do you think that there's any difference between physical abuse or mental abuse? No, no,
1: no. It's just
0: outer scars that...
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, they're inner scars because they they leave emotional pain and suffering, right? Any adversity that you face is going to leave you with some emotional scars. And, you know, because we grew up in the suck it up era, you know, now we're seeing all of these people have you know, all of these issues with mental illness and addiction issues and all that is because we haven't created a safe space in society where people can talk about their traumatic experiences because they're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of being ostracized. They're afraid of not being believed, you know, all of these things. And so, you know, uh, we, you know, mental illness and suicide is now at epidemic proportions. Like it's even a bigger epidemic than COVID is right? Even and far- I really, and I really believe it's because, you know, uh, you know, we talk about systemic racism, you know, I, I I would even take it to another level and say, you know, this is all about systemic trauma that's happened over 2020 years. And now, uh, you know, we're, we're in a situation where it's very easy to portray, uh, you know, all of these negative, Uh, emotions. And, you know, if you know anything about epigenetics, you know, if our, my great grandfather was in the war, well, he passed down that, that gene that I, that I carry around with me. Right. So um, you know, I I believe that trauma is at the core of every single issue we have in society. And, and until we acknowledge it, until we create a safe space, you know, we're, we're caught in that, uh, you know, sort of proverbial trauma loop that we keep playing over and over all the time until, you know, we actually step in and say, you know what, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change this.
0: Do you think coaches have been changing over the years? Cause I, I know that, you know, like we talked about before coaches, before was you know, suck it up, do what you're told.
1: Yeah. What well, I it's, s- it's all based on the military model, right? They, they strip you down. To your, you know, to your core, and then they build you back up again, right? That, that's the old coaching mentality, and uh, you know, obviously, over generations we've seen, uh, you know, that sort of uh, dissipate. But you know, there are still, you know, those old school people that are still around, you know, and and it's because they haven't dealt with their trauma. That's why they're still, you know, sort of stuck stuck in that in in suspended animation and uh you know it's it's people like you and i who you know said you know i i have some trauma and i need to deal with it and you know it's really helped me become a better coach because uh i have a lot more compassion i have a lot more empathy um and uh you know because i've you know done research for 15 years traveling around and speaking and doing workshops and, you know, doing individual coaching is, you know, I've learned that, you know, uh, the best leaders and the best coaches are people who do have compassion and do have empathy and, and, uh, you know, are, are there, you know, just to, to help in any way, uh, that they can. And so, you know, uh, if I would have got into coaching after my hockey career, it would have been completely different than the way that I coach, you know, today, you know, so.
0: Because of the influences you had from playing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I grew, I, I sort of came into the league when it was still old school, you know, Um, it was like play hard on the ice and play hard off the ice. You know, that's, that was the mentality. And uh, and now, you know, having gone through my own healing journey and my own healing experience and telling my story and then, you know, and then being a facilitator in this space, you know, I I don't think you can do this work if you don't have compassion. And if you don't have empathy, it'd be really hard for you to, uh, you know, create, um, you know, a place where, uh, you know, you're sort of in demand, right? Yeah. and that uh that you know when you do show up you're going to have a significant impact on somebody who's sitting in your audience listening to uh you know listening to your story or you know you're you're you know you're dealing with different topics you know in the in the trauma mental health and and addiction places uh you know if you uh, you know, if it's still all about you, you know, it's going to be really hard for you to, you know, to have an impact and, and to be able to inspire, you know, other people.
0: Do you think it's different now being a female, like a coach to a female player versus a male player?
1: I don't think so because I think, you know, that uh, women in sports has been slowly making its mark, you know, and 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 that we are acknowledging the fact that, you know, uh, women can have a significant impact, um, you know, in sports, you know, I, I, when I, when I went to New York, uh, we had a, a psychologist who was a, who was a lady and she was absolutely incredible, uh, help, uh, for me, uh, during that time. And, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for her and how she, you know, uh, was kind of a pioneer and stepped into that space and, and really took up space. And, and I know that she, uh, has, has helped a lot of, uh, you know, professional athletes, uh, you know, become better athletes and better people because, uh, you know, she, uh, she has a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy and uh, you know, those kind of things. So it was, it was nice to have that resource,
0: yeah
1: uh, you know, as a part of the, you know, the bigger picture.
0: Um, I think um, there's a lot of people out there probably under the, What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that if you're going through an addiction right now for any listeners, Mm -hmm. there has to be a light bulb that goes off. I think for you to make that change and that you want to, because if you're not there, then you're not going to change. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I, I always say can't help somebody that doesn't want help. Like I would say the majority of the emails that come in, say, I have a son, I have a daughter, I have a niece, I have a nephew, grandkid, whatever, who's going down the wrong path. And I also know that those people that are emailing are enablers, okay? So they wanna fix, you know, the addict or the alcoholic or whatever. And so I quickly email them back and say, do, does this person that you're talking about actually want help? Right. Right. Because I say to them, if they don't want help, there's nothing you can do to help them, but go take care of yourself. Right. Because the reason why you're emailing me is because the addict and the alcoholic is making you sick. And that's why you're reaching out because you're in pain and you want the pain to go away. And you think that by, curing the alcoholic or the addict it's going to make your life better well it's not you have to do the work too right because it you know takes two people to have a relationship and if two people are sick in the relationship you know it's going to be chaos it's going to be you know drama all the time right yeah
0: so what is the light bulb for someone in an addiction what what can make them want to change
1: A purpose in life? Well, you know, I'll kind of refer back to the statement I just made is, you know, what addicts and alcoholics are really good at is we're good at collecting enablers. Right? We collect them because the more enablers we have, the longer our behavior can last because they're going to pick us up, dust us off. Oh, it's okay. You know, as long as as we apologize, you know, they sort of feed into that. But what happens is we eventually make those enablers sick. And so they have to take care of themselves. And eventually we blow through all the enablers. And then we're left, you know, to our own, to our own defenses. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point where, you know, we realize, holy cow, like, I have nobody around me. Why is that? Right. And so you, you sort of hit the proverbial rock bottom and you have a choice to make. Am I going to live or am I going to die? Right. And I would say the majority of people want to live and because they want to live, that's, that's the change that needs to happen. And, and, and when you decide and ask for help, you know um, you know, the day I asked for help was the day that I saved my, my own life was the day that I asked for help. And thank God somebody was there, you know, when I reached out with my hand and said, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, and then I started down that road and down that path. And then I started to feel better and I started to get back some confidence and, and, and all these things. And, and, and then I just wanted more and more and more of it. Right. Yeah. Cause, cause I lived in chaos and drama, like chaos and drama were, you know, my fuel Yeah. and, And, uh, but you know, that gets old and that gets exhausting, like really fast. And so, you know, it's about serenity, right? It's about peace. It's about joy. It's about happiness. It's about love great relationships. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, but you know, if you don't love yourself, you can't be in a relationship with somebody else and love them if you don't love yourself. And, you know, that's been my experience, you know, the. The women that have been in my life have loved me unconditionally, but because I couldn't love myself, you know, they, they got frustrated and, you know, it, it caused them a lot of pain and suffering because, you know, the last person to see their life going down the drain is, is yours truly. Right. Yeah. We always think that, uh, you know, everything's fine and, you know, we're sort of, you know, doing, you know, we're doing well, but, you know, (laughs) But because we can't look at ourselves in the mirror, how, how, how the hell can we see, you know, what is actually going on?
0: Do you have a hero in your mind?
1: Yeah. Every single person that comes up to me and says me too, that's, those are my heroes, right? Those are my heroes.
0: And it, 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 it impacts everybody in so many different ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh um,
0: and no one can hide from it, no matter yeah. how much money you have or yeah. how much you don't. Have. But well, it seems to me that the smaller little towns where you had that community was probably a better environment. For uh, sure,
1: yeah, yeah. Because we were just everybody was just hardworking people, right? Trying to maintain what they already had. They weren't trying to get more. They were just maintaining. You know what they already had and you know i always say he who dies with the most toys still dies right <laughs> you know <laughs> so um mm-hmm. you know uh to me it's it's all about relationships right you know and that's I, I think that's really the key to healing is is finding those healthy uh relationships you know mm-hmm. that don't that don't cause you any more trauma right you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, you know, I call myself a, a, an expert in the field of relational trauma because all of my trauma happened in relationship. Well, how am I going to heal? Well, I'm going to heal in relationship, healthy, you know, compassionate, empathetic, you know, relationships.
0: But it's hard when you're in that whirlwind to get out of that. Whirlwind. For sure. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes a very strong person.
1: Right. And because you're completely numbed out, it's very hard for you to focus on anything but how the hell am I going to get more numbed out because I'm in so much pain. And ultimately, you know, that's what addiction is. I hate the word addiction because it has so much shame attached to it. You know, I call it emotional pain management. That's what ultimately it is, is I don't like the way that I feel and I need an outside chemical or action that's going to numb out you know all this pain but eventually you know you get to that place where geez am I going to live or am I going to die right because living in that amount of stress and anxiety and all that you know your your body is going to break down physically and it's going to cause you to be physically sick and you're going to develop cancer and diabetes and all these you know things because uh you know those kind of parasites love to live in acidic bodies, right? And the more stressed out we are, you know, the more likely it is we're going to uh, contract uh, you know, one of these, one of these things.
0: Yeah. The negativity, that whole.
1: yeah, Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of planning do you think that people should be really looking at in their life? Because you did a lot of planning in. But you know what,
1: I don't think it was conscious, on my part, you know, I think it was unconscious. Um, Like I said, you know, the universe had a plan for me. And the only time the plan went sideways was when I was running the show. Right. And 15 years ago, when I hit my knees in the washroom, and I took my last drink and snorted my last line, you know, I surrendered to the universe. And I said, you know, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in control. And uh, you know, I just want you to run my life and please, you know, keep it, you know, relatively uh, um, less traumatic than the first part, you know, And, uh, you know, since I made that choice, made that decision, you know, I've been sober 15 years and, you know, I've been uh, granted so many gifts, you know, because of it. And, uh, you know, I I live in a 24 hour space. That's that's where I live. Right. Because they say if you think about the past, that's depression. If you think about the future, that's anxiety. And so, you know, it's kind of a Buddhist kind of philosophy. but you know it's about living in the moment right which is really hard for all of us to to do you know I, I i certainly haven't perfected it but there are moments of you know pure joy and bliss and and you know all those things so that means that i'm capable of having longer periods of that type of stuff but if you you know if you look at my trauma history i know why i have trouble staying in that space for long periods of time and so you know um like i love therapy i love i love being in this space learning about myself and you know acquiring acquiring more tools you know that'll help me you know get to that place where you know i have 10 minutes of bliss 30 minutes of bliss you know and 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 move in and out of that that space right
0: I think our minds want to know the future. Our minds want to have to know that the material. It's
1: that's, that's, that's our, that's our, that's our survival mechanism. Right. And so, you know, if you can live in your heart space, that's, that's where you want to be. You want to be in your heart space, right. You know, because your brain is wired for survival. Right. And so if you can sort of disconnect from your brain, And live in your heart space where all the compassion and the love and, you know, all these awesome things that you need, um, you know, that's the space you want to be in. But it's hard. It's hard to get into that space because of, you know, external messaging and, you know, what's going, especially what's going on in the world, you know, today. It's hard. It's hard to look into the, you know, into the crystal ball and, and find hope right now. Right. Yeah. And that's why we're seeing, uh, you know, a significant rise in, in the suicide rates is when people lose hope, that's when they, you know, that's when they take their own lives. And so, you know, if you
0: higher overdoses too.
1: yeah, absolutely. For sure. You know, we've had more opioid deaths and suicides and we've had COVID deaths. Right. Which tells you, you know, this is, this is difficult, you know, and, and if you're struggling you're you're in the majority, not the minority. Right. You know, Do
0: you think your emails are up right now
1: this year? Crazy. Yeah. And private messaging all day long on social media, people reaching out, you know, and uh um I know how I know how important it is to respond because yes. I think the response is the most important thing. Oh shit, theo He's Fleury talking. actually cares. Theo Fleury actually cares. He you know, I know how busy he is. And he reached back out, you know, and that, that gives people hope, you know, that maybe delays the inevitable, right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe s- says to them, wow, somebody does actually care. Yeah. There is somebody out there who cares. There is somebody out there who's willing to, to help me. Right. And so, yeah. And I've become way better at managing all that. You know, I think at the beginning, you know, I, I thought I could fix everybody. And that was because, you know, uh, of my codependent, you know, tendencies, you know, I, you know, I was an enabler first before I was an alcoholic, right. Cause I grew up in an alcoholic home and, you know, I was always that guy that tried to keep the peace between my mom and dad when they were going through their own stuff. Right. And so, and so I thought I could fix people, but you know, being around for 15 years, I, I can't fix nothing. Right. All I, all I can do is, you know, is be, is be there for people and listen. Right.
0: I think as women too, we feel we can fix people
1: for sure. Yep. absolutely. But yep. we
0: don't ever have any, as yeah. anything good yeah. that comes out of that.
1: Well, that's, that's what I told my wife. I said to her, I said, if you, when we first got together, I said, if you think that you're going to fix me, I go, we're going to have a problem, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I said, I'm not here to fix you either
0: you really drew it on the, on the line of the table there, right up front.
1: Yeah. But I would have never said that, you know, without any healing, any self and any self-reflection. Right. I wouldn't be able to say that I just would have got into the same, you know, relationship that I, that I was in before.
0: I think the, the first sign of just having a friend um, that I've watched uh, with alcoholism I think the first sign of change is probably recognizing what you're doing, what you're actually doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no question that, that, uh, you know, if you, if you can't see it, you can't change it. No. Right. So, you know, we, we, we tend to get into, you know, this tunnel and we don't know that there's more, there's more out there. Right. Yeah. So, quite a, and, and and hanging around with spiritual teachers and spiritual spiritual healers you know it's really sort of opened my my eyes to you know
0: that there's what, more out there
1: yeah what that there's more out there but but there's also you know i need to look inside first you know
0: and listen with your heart
1: yeah live live in your heart space yeah
0: right yeah absolutely um well i can't I could probably go on forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: I don't think we could probably, we could probably last all day on a TV show, to be honest. For sure. Talking about these stories, because um, I, I can feel your, your energy. I can feel your passion and, and love to change. Do you think you're going to create a bigger space for helping people, like a um, not a home, but a, a place where people can yep. go to.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the forty thousand foot view, right? So, um, what that looks like, I don't know yet. But uh, you know, we've we've definitely set the, set the intention uh, intention out there. So we'll see see what it comes back as, right? Because thoughts become things.
0: I just feel that I just feel that with you that mm-hmm. you could be helping more people than just the text message. And the yes,
1: email. for sure. Yep, for sure. And you know we 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 built some platforms on on uh, on the internet as well. I have a program called Trauma Transformation, which is a six week course. Um, you know to help people uh, get into you know get into healing. You know how to tell your story, who to tell it to. You know uh how to heal physically, emotionally, spiritually, right? you know those kind of things.
0: When we're going through trauma we somehow want to keep it a secret and I'm not sure why.
1: Yeah well, we're only as sick as our secrets, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know and I was and I was carrying a secret around for a long time and I was sick physically, emotionally, spiritually right? So
0: So when we're dating, do you think the first question we should ask the other person is,
1: do you have any secrets? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Why not? Lay it all out, right? Yeah. But I I do know that we meet in the unconscious world first, right? Cuz we have this aura and in a millisecond we can pick out all the things that we like and then all the things that we can get away with, right? You know? And that's that attraction, that that initial attraction.
0: That's true. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming out today. Um, and I hope that people and our listeners can absolutely get something from this. Um, yeah, I hope so too. I, I'm sure that there is, uh, whether it's sports or, or business. I, I know all our sports, ethical sports training is set you up for business.
1: Yeah, no question. Absolutely,
0: it's hard. Sure. It's training. It's confidence. It's compassion, and you have all of it. Well, and
1: it's also willing to be coached, right? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. so thank you, thank you for coming out and having our listeners. Um, we'll make sure all the description of all of your information is down below.
1: Appreciate
0: it. Um. And I'm looking forward to setting new goals for 2021, just like
1: Absolutely. you. Absolutely, for sure.
0: And uh, helping those people around us, um, you heal in one aspect, and I heal people getting better prepared. Yeah. In aspect. So.
1: Absolutely.
0: Kind of cool. For sure.
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome journey, man. Life's life's uh, life's a trip.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, I sure
1: you know, always love that line from forrest gump you know life is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get right so
0: it's actually so true
1: (laughs) yeah exactly for (laughs) sure
0: as sad as that statement is
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep for sure
0: so so thank you thank you listeners i i know it was inspirational and motivational um and i'd have you come back um as many times as we can to your story Um, and get out there to tell people and and help others and help our listeners and they can pass it on to people that they love and care about that they they can 100%, appreciate
1: it.
0: Thank you so much. And I always end with um, a Carol Burnett only because of our our generation. (laughs) So I hope that we've inspired and motivated you. I really appreciate each and every one of our listeners. And I'm so glad we had this time together just to have or sing a song. Mm
1: -hmm. Seems we just just get started started. and before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long.
0: (laughs) So thanks everybody. Thank you. Thanks
1: for listening. Bye. Thanks,
0: Tina. You're welcome. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Absolutely. Cheers to 2021. Cheers. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye.